I'm Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to The Subtle Art of Not Yelling. A conversation about growing a business without needing to be the loudest person on the block. Less noise, more... musician, songwriter James Garib about music, life, creativity, inspiration, adaptation, and TikTok, of all things. Okay, deep breath, Miles. Yeah, for real. It's always something, you know? Gotta be able to hit those curveballs. That's right. Yeah, Almost man. struck out there. Okay. All right. So James, you're in you're in LA right now or the LA area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm um in Marina del Rey right outside of Venice. It's pretty much the same same I think it's just yeah. like a street that splits it between two, but uh yeah, I've been out here for about 4 years this last January, which is crazy to think about. Where'd you come from? Where'd you move from? Um originally from Chicago, Illinois, um actually south of Chicago called Peoria, but I grew up in yeah. um down there forever and i lived in beirut lebanon for about 10 years so wow kind of been all around and uh, found my way to los angeles and happiest can be over here well my whole uh, family my parents were both from illinois i lived outside of northwest suburbs of chicago twice oh um and uh my dad is from central illinois so outside of springfield a oh. town called petersburg oh yeah i was born in yeah. springfield illinois <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Small world. But you got to tell me, how did you get from Peoria, Illinois to Beirut, Lebanon? So um, I'm 100% Lebanese. Um, and my family, my mom and dad are both born in Lebanon, raised in Lebanon, and they moved out here for school and work um, when they were younger. And so uh, while my dad was working out here, we were living in Springfield. I was born in Springfield and moved back to Beirut. Um, so I lived there for about seven years right after birth pretty much and then um came back out here and then kept going back every summer for like three four months at a time um and eventually just um started school over here at like the first grade so it's a young age uh but went back almost every summer till about four years ago uh when i started working full time and uh i'm gonna try to go again this summer um my whole family still lives there besides my immediate family so Every one of my relatives, cousins, uncles lives there. So especially right now, it's, it's, it's really hard with uh, economic disturbance in Lebanon. So, um, yeah, I was going to ask, is that, uh, has that, have you seen it change a lot from when you were going as a kid to now? Oh yeah. It's almost uh, a whole different world. Um, I used to call it the Paris of the Middle East. It's beautiful, beautiful, amazing food, beautiful people, uh, lovely beaches, um, it reminds me a lot of the coastline here in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, it's changed a lot. I think it's just more about um, like economic government issues and political issues that always disturb it. Um, and of course, COVID had a huge impact these last few, uh, few years. But hopefully things are on the up and up. They have some elections coming up. And I, I try to stay out of it. I just my, my biggest worry is just that uh, my family stays safe and they have electricity and food. That's the most important thing. So did you uh, move to L.A. for music? I did. Um, I, you know, as everybody knows, music is very difficult wherever you are. Um, 
But when I was living in Chicago in this city, I lived there for about two and a half years. Um, I was doing pretty good. Like um, I sold out my last couple shows. I was selling tickets. I was playing shows every week. Um, and I, my, my previous producer, Tony Gantos, um, and I were working very closely on a, on a more of a pop kind of album. And we just had the, and he has a, he has a relative out here that's pretty big in the music industry, does a lot of, um, I think he's Grammy, Grammy nominated, uh, producer out here. And, uh, we just had this vision. We're like, Hey, let's pack our bags and move to California. And so one day we did, uh, you know, I got a job to kind of help with that, um, stabilization, you could say, and then moved out here January or February, yeah, January, uh, 2018, 1920, 21, 22. Yeah. 2018, uh, or end of 17. And, uh, we came out here and, um, we started working together and then, you know, it's a, it's a real shock to the ego when you move to Los Angeles transparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you come out here and you're like, wow, I am not as good as I think I am. And that's, that's for sure. And cause I mean, there's so many people that come out here to chase the same exact dream. Right. And they're all fighting for that same spot on that same stage, that same night at 7 PM on a Friday or Saturday, you know, and it's a rude awakening. But, um, and I think, I think a lot of, a lot of people come to LA to, um, to really try to build their brand. But I think, uh, my mistake is that I, ca- I did that. I came here and I was like, I'm going to continue building this brand, but I think I should have done a better job of building my brand in Chicago before coming out here. Um, but I came out here, I worked with, the, with that producer, Tony, who, who's helped me a lot in, in my time. Um, and then about six, seven months into the process, we thought that maybe it would be better to start working with different people. Um, I think that when when I was moving out here, um, I was really pushed to make different kind of music than what I was really, um, really about, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm an indie folk singer songwriter. I love singing sad stuff. That's just where it hits home. That's what's easy for me to write. That's a, that's my connection to the world. Right. And I was, um, you know, I was in, I was in studios with, um, with people who are writing pop songs and I was being pushed to kind of write those songs and um not nothing like I, we were writing great songs but what was coming out wasn't what i was feeling so it was hard to portray while i was trying to vocalize that and so i found myself in a spot where i was like i'm not connected to the music i don't want to do this there's no point of me like i feel like there, you know there's there's the people that want to write music and, and feel the music and have a meaning behind it like a deeper meaning and then there's the people that just want to be a performer and sing whatever's given to them. And that both are okay, right? Both are great things. Um, but for me, I was on the side of like, hey, like I, I write stuff because I have messages to share that I think other people have the same exact um, message that they felt in their life. And so um, we decided to kind of split parts and find different producers. And I worked with a couple of different producers out here, Peter Chun, who's been a big help. Um, he works um, heavily into like the K-pop scene now. Um, still a great friend of mine. And then about, I would say two years ago, about a year and a half ago, um, I went on soundbetter.com. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard yeah. of it. And I started yes, looking I up. I'm on it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. It's a, Honestly, it's been, I went on there and I was like, you know, let's, I just want to see, let's see what's on here. Let's see a, a producer that maybe lives in Los Angeles that has a, a background in, um, 
indie folk music, sounds like X, Y, and Z, and let, let, let's see. And I came across this guy named Max Telegmo, and I was like, he, I think I was his first customer on SoundBetter. But I had, you know how you can upload some songs on there of stuff that you've recorded? And I was like, this guy's incredible. And he has his own music. And um, I, I messaged him. I was like, hey, let's work. Like, I'd love to see what we can do. And he lives in Nashville. And um, remote, we've, we've worked remote for the last year and a half. And we've, lo- we've, we've launched one, two, three. Uh, this is, our fourth song is dropping next Thursday together. And ever since I've worked with him, I've had the best amount of, the highest amount of streams, the most connection to my music, um, the most feeling portrayer, like my, 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 my songs are being portrayed in the way that I want them to be. And um, that is what's important to me in like music, you know? And so it's been, it's been awesome working with him and he's actually coming out to Los Angeles next week. So I get to meet him for the first time ever next week, which I'm pretty oh, very cool. thrilled That's about. Wild. Yeah. You, you, everything you said, I have so many questions now. Oh my God, they're burning in my head. But yeah. You talked about uh, the sort of shock of moving to LA. And I know uh, I did a little time in Nashville myself and it's kind of the same thing. You know, you get there and you thought you were really good and maybe you even were, but then it's, would you, do you feel like you maybe, like you have a different view of where the bar is? You know what I mean? Like how, where you, where you need to be to really move forward? You know, I think uh, that's a great question, and I think it's a hard answer because um, four years ago, I would say, yeah, but music has changed so much in the last four years in the sense that I've, I've, I know people who are making incredible music, are verified on Instagram, are, are getting millions and millions of streams on Spotify, but do not know how to play a lick of guitar I've never played a show in their life and um, have never stepped on stage. And so the bar that I, that I had previously had when I moved out to Los Angeles definitely shifted in the last four years uh, because I've seen people just make it off TikTok off of like a song that they demoed on their laptop and it blows up. Um, for me personally, I think that bar is still set pretty high because I, I look at musicians on stage and I'm like, how did he just play that? How, like, and it's even like little things that Miles and I talk about sometimes. It's like, how do you talk when you're tuning and, and keep a crowd going when you're not singing, right? Like, <laughs> how, like, how, where's that, where's that? Mix? It's a whole nother Blows skill. It whole, really is. It's a whole nother skill. It, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. And, um, yeah, I think I, like, I know I'll talk about this in a little bit, but I, when I moved to Los Angeles, I moved to um, like Westwood near UCLA, and then I moved to Long Beach for my job. And I stayed a short seven months in Long Beach. But when I was in Long Beach, I uh, I was walking around downtown just by myself, and I ran across this band that was playing on the street. And they're just they're playing on, on like a, on a street corner, and it has like a five or six piece band um, that they're just playing shop next to like a restaurant. And I walked by them and I was like, Jesus Christ, this band is magnificent. I suck at music compared to whatever's happening here. You know, there's always that comparison that I think comparison kills people, you know, internally. And so I, I looked at them and I was like, this band's incredible. What, what, like, I, I don't sound like that when I play live. There's no chance. And so I, I looked at the band name and it said Manuel the Band. 
And um, and I was new to Long Beach. I had no friends in Long Beach. Everyone lived in everyone lived in like Venice, you know, Westwood area. And so I messaged him on Instagram. I took his I, I took a screenshot and went upstairs, went home, and I went on on Instagram. I found him and I sent him a direct message saying, "Hey, I just saw you play. You're incredible. Do you want to be my friend?" Because I don't have friends in Long Beach, and I'd love to play music together. And um, this guy's talented. Manuel is talented. And over the last uh, four, three and a half years, he's become one of my best friends. We play every show together now. Uh, we're putting on shows. Like we have a big, big show coming up on St. Patrick's Day at a brand new venue in Venice. That's gonna we're hopefully gonna sell out. And uh, you know, it's it's talking about that bar. I think. Um, and I tell Manuel this all the time. You know, I think we first talked about like the ego thing. Um, Manuel really helped me set that bar, that ego bar, and like the slap in the face that some might say it. And I, you know, when I saw him play, I was like, dude, you're incredible. Like that was that was an awakening. Especially, you know, you get you leave from a small town in Illinois. You know, people there's like you know your family or some of their some of your friends that aren't aren't hating on you. Like they really believe in you. They they you know you're gonna go out to you tell someone you're moving to L.A. for music and they haven't been to LA. They haven't seen the scene. They're gonna be like, "Wow, this this guy's a big shot," you know. And there was there's a few people that that felt that way. And then you come out and you're like, "Wow, I I, I don't know how far my my sad song's gonna go out here," you know. <laughs> but yeah, I think that bar is consistently moving across uh, across out here, you know. Actually, you have a you have a little live video on your website. Is that Manuel playing with you on that? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know which one it, which yeah. one it would be, but it's um, a cozy couch. I think, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Something. No, that was uh, that was back in uh, 2016. I went on tour with one of my buddies named Carlos. But um, there's there's plenty of videos of Manuel and I. I'll share with you sometime. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Sorry, Miles. I'm I'm eating up all the question no, here. I, but I have like eight questions, and I don't know which one to to ask. Okay, well, I got so. one more then. <laughs> so you figure out which one you want to ask next. Uh, I I love that you were talking about. Um, Kind of the push and pull of your cre the the creation part of your music, right? So figuring out what kind of artist am I, and what what songs do I really want to be singing? Uh, you know, I know for me, uh, I've had to swim around that a bunch. I spent probably the first twenty five years, I would only sing my songs. And I really thought that's what I had to do. You know what I mean? Like I thought that that was the deal. That's what you had to do. Um, and I remember I was making uh, a record in 2015. And quite frankly, I didn't have enough of my songs that I liked. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I can connect to other songs, right? I can, as a singer, if, I, if there's a song, there's, a, there's an Irish singer named Maura O'Connell who is just fantastic. And she had this quote one time that I read. She doesn't write, she, she's just purely a singer, right? Mm. She said, and somebody asked her about how does she choose a song? She said, well, I sit down at the kitchen table with it and whoever, and, and she basically says she has a staring contest with it. <laughs> and if it doesn't blink, she sings it. <laughs> and and, and I, I love that imagery, but, I could totally get how you get out there and you start feeling like, oh, well, I have to go more this direction or more that direction, or this is what people think will have me be successful or what have you. So um, how did you, 
once you found yourself in that spot of, mm, I don't think this is what I want to be doing, how did you kind of rein it in so that you were creating, writing songs that you knew you really wanted to sing that really felt authentic for you? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think um, undoubtedly everybody knows pop sells, sex sells, all these things that you know are top 50 billboard are usually pop rap you know um and then you know i have a good buddy out here uh john vincent who's done phenomenal these last uh few years just really taken off and he's a big inspiration to me he's, he's one of my best friends um but and he sings very similar music very like indie folk you know soft acoustic type stuff and um he's really done well and i've seen some of my favorite artists my favorite artist was ben howard um dermot kennedy and all these um, acoustic guys that have done phenomenal across the world. And it just really reminded me that there, there is a place for all types of genres. And there's a place, there's a, there's a fan base outside of the, the 500 people that listen to you on a regular basis that would love this music. And it's not about um, necessarily the music itself, it's about finding those people that that will find that type of music interesting for them you know and uh, i think that's that's the hard part today because the market is very saturated like there's so many musicians and it's an amazing thing it's amazing outlet for everybody and um, i think that's great but it does make it harder for people to to reach you know and to find um but that you know that's that's one thing that i kept in mind is like you know what i'm not you know, I wrote a song called Body Vibrations one day and it was, it's a, it's a dirty pop song. And I'm like, I did not connect with this. I shot a music video. I spent hours and days and hours in the studio recording it. We shot a music video that took all day and, um, came to release it. And I was like, I hate this. This is not who I am. And so, uh, I didn't release it. And I was like, and the, you know, everybody was really upset because they poured hours and energy and money and days into this. And I was like, I, I can't sit here and release this song and people be like, that's what, that's, that's what he writes. And then my answer is no. And so I went and wrote sad songs, but I have noticed the more I connect with my, my writing and you find the right people to help you produce that kind of music that is in that space and not necessarily looking to um, become famous from it, but make a living, then you could do really well. Yeah. It seems to be like there's like two sides of it. There's just doing your thing and playing your music because you enjoy it. And then there's trying to go find people that will enjoy music and catering to them. And I feel like you can both probably work for different people, but you can really lose your way if you're so externally focused yeah and listening to you guys it's like this music industry is such a game it's crazy because like you mentioned like tiktok stars blowing up but they've never played on stage big question here and then like macro and then we can have a lot of questions about you personally and your process but what do you think is like both of you guys what do you think the future of music is generally like is it going to go more and more towards people just, you know, creating TikTok music and TikTok videos and going viral, mm -hmm. but never playing on stage? And what do you, what do you think about that? Um, truthfully, again, I, I, I'm a, no matter however someone's making music, I'm a big fan. Um, 
I do believe that it's headed towards that direction. Um, especially now, I think COVID was a catalyst to it because everyone was at home. You couldn't go to recording studios. You couldn't go out and play. So people started buying, you know, Logic Pro. They bought Pro Tools. They bought a keyboard. They sat hours on YouTube and learned how to produce. And they made phenomenal songs. And I met this guy a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he he had a song like it placed on Spotify playlist. And he, he did really, really well. And he got verified. He, he did all the things that, that look really good, right? And then I was like, dang, this guy must be like really good. His, song, his, his songs are great, everything. And then he was like, oh, I'm prepping. Uh, I'm practicing. I have my first show ever coming up. And I'm like, what? That like, I, you know, and for me, like personally, and I don't know if this is like an age difference, but for me growing up, I was like, I got to be on stage all the time. I have to practice. I have to show people I can sing. I have to play to as many people as I can because that's how, that's how I'm going to grow. That's how people are going to find my music. That's not the case anymore. That's not the case anymore. And it's, it's, do you have a following? Is it catchy enough to blow up on TikTok? Is it a mood for whatever's trending that day? You know? Um, but I do, I do think it's going that way and there's no problem with it, to be honest. I, I hope to see that people who are making this music feel comfortable enough to go share it with the world on a stage. That's my only thing is that I hope that people will have that confidence that they do inside, um, inside their studio to go and play it out for people because they should. And I think it's, that's, what's going to keep this kind of music alive. Um, but both ways, I want to reiterate that, that both making music inside your studio and releasing it is an amazing thing. Um, but I also find that part of music is being able to share it with people outside. Maybe it'll kind of flip and people will focus on TikTok in their living room first, and then hopefully they get big enough to where they can go get on stage. Maybe I, it's flipping. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I hope I may I hope so. I hope so because um, like some of these people that are that are blown up on TikTok are going on big stages almost immediately, right? And like right. stages you need to die to play at, you know, like <laughs> yeah. and they're they're playing at the Troubadour the next night, and it's like holy cow, how like how did that happen? Um, but again. I mean, this is the day and age we live in. You know, if you if you can do well online, you can do well anywhere. Not long ago, we recorded a podcast and we talked about shipping our work and how many things we've started but failed to finish. We talked about exercising our creative muscle and being consistent. We talked about perfectionism and procrastination. And we both got very real about how we work and the things about how we work that just don't work. We realize that in order for either one of us to move things forward, we need a container, structure, boundaries, a clear target, accountability, support, feedback. That inspired us to create The Box. So what's The Box? The Box is a workshop for creatives. It solves problems like unfinished work or lack of sharing or being able to promote or sell your work, unorganized action, wasting energy, that lone wolf syndrome, going it alone. We're planning on launching this in the first few months of this year. So if you want to move your creative work past where you usually stop, just visit theboxworkshop.com and find out more. In the box, you'll finish what you started. You always want to try to figure it out, right? What, what do you need to do to be successful? 
um, I will probably never blow up on TikTok, right? Uh, but you don't know that. Uh, you never know. <laughs> I don't know that, but I'm just saying. Let, let's assume that I don't, right? Yeah. Uh, and I see so many musicians, bands, artists, etc., who have built, you know, good, solid, what what might be called mid-level, you know, careers, without any of that stuff by doing what you said you your focus was when you were a kid showing up and playing showing up and playing you know and building an audience and curating that and my guess is there'll be a space for all of it you know like even you james you said um that for you it wasn't necessarily about getting famous it's about finding those people connecting with those people that are going to dig what you do so you can make a living at it yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree totally. I, um, I, there's so much respect to everybody, every single person that, that decides to pick up an instrument or, or, or use their voice as an instrument. Um, and I love that. And I love that. And I, I some of these people, some of these people's songs that are making at home are just better quality than I could have ever imagined. They're becoming a, a, a great producer. It's, it's beautiful to see music growing as a whole. It really is. And, um, I love the fact, like, and even it's just like TikTok trends, people, um, even the highest artists to like someone just starting, like I saw Ed Sheeran duetting someone's, uh, cover of his and harmonizing with him. And it's, it's just like incredible. It's like, there's a part of this technology that's coming, the, 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 the world of TikTok that is really gratifying because it connects you with people that you dream of and, and dream to be like. But I do think there's a there's a crowd for everybody, and um, everyone who's blowing up on TikTok has their own crowd, and maybe that's 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 where it ends. You know, maybe that's where that's what that kind of music looks like. You know, maybe that's its own genre. You know, of like its own world. You know, it's like it is what it is. Um, me personally, I just I, I've always been a fanatic and a fan of uh, live music and seeing people like there. Nothing gets me going than going to watch like a blues night. You know, going to watch some blues on a Friday night and seeing people shred up there and, you know, have that connection and, um, yeah, respect to, to all musicians. Yeah, man, there's just nothing in this world like live music. It's one of my favorite things about being a human. Yeah. And I got to see you for the first time live at, uh, what is it? Hotel cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Super intimate, personal, um, beautiful little stage and you put on a little show and it was great. And I'm really excited for the upcoming one as well. Uh, I'd love to dive into like, I have so many little questions. Yeah. Like we talked about at that show about how you're like multitasking and working with the crowd and, and all the little things. Cause I put myself, imagine myself up there and I would be like terrified, you know, cause I haven't done the the practice. I don't have that built up at all. And so, well, first question about your creative process, would you say you're, you have like structure and consistency and you do things every you know day or every week to continue to create music or is it like more spontaneous and unstructured and it hits you and then you run with it i would definitely lean on the latter it's um definitely comes in in waves there's times where i can't write a song for months and there's times where i write six songs in a day you know and i think i think a lot of musicians follow that same suit but um as far as I, you know, I'm trying new things. Like I bought a ring light this week and I, I started TikTok living. So I went on TikTok live on Tuesday. 
I had like 300 people watching at one point. I had 21,000 likes on my live TikTok. Damn. And I was That's like, awesome, man. what the hell is this? And I, I was like, I need to get a ring light like ASAP because this is cool. And I, 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 I'm attaching to this, this new wave of music that we're talking about and people going on there. But I also realized it's really helping me practice for like my next gig. It's helping me write. And so I got back on last night. And I was like, what can I do that's entertaining that's going to help me uh, transfer this like music on stage? So, and there's people commenting, you know, you could like, you could talk to them, right? And it's really cool. I was like, hey, let's write a song together. How cool is that? And so I put like, I had them pick a random number between like one and 10. They picked four and I put my capo on the fourth, on the fourth fret. And I was like, what are we writing a song about? Uh, someone gave me a first word. And then we sat there and I was like, I'd write something. I was like, you guys like that? And they'd shoot something back. And it's, it's a new way, right? But again, like I, f- I still find inspiration in like the little things. Um, Sophia, my hummingbird, yeah, but Sophia. shows up all the time. <laughs> so I have this hummingbird that randomly shows up, Bill. Um, I've been coming up to my balcony these last like few months, and I was like, this bird's awesome. So I went and bought a couple of hummingbird feeders, and I named her Sophia. And so I was like, I'm writing a song called Sophia, and it's gonna be a happy song, not a sad song this time. Yeah, man. And so Are I'm, you done yet? Oh, it's done. It's it's, <laughs> Get- it's releasing next week, so I'm super excited. Oh, that's I can't yeah. wait to hear that. Yeah. Won't you clear my mind? I'm dreaming of today. like the coolest thing i've ever heard um super creative and and definitely like experimenting and instead of like pointing at and avoiding and blaming change Mm because tiktok and music it's all constantly changing because of the internet and everything but you're actually like dabbling in and seeing what it's about it's like it's like the whole nft thing like it's Mm. this crazy trend and the other day i just just to do it i made a really silly piece of art and put it up on OpenSea and like connected my wallet and all this shit just so I can say like, okay, I at least did it and I understand I can like touch it. Yeah. And that's what you're doing with, with, with TikTok and music, which is really awesome, man. Thank you. for you. Yeah. To, to and I, I am loving TikTok. I am, I've, I've seen so many incredible artists on there. The people that do play guitar and, and sing, the people that play piano, the people that just produce and rap and there are so many talented people in this world. And that is yeah. the one thing that I love about TikTok that uh, this last two years has really shown face is like there are so many talented people. And TikTok I love that you, you seem to get um, lifted up by that. It can be really easy to get shut down by that. Like you said earlier, oh my gosh, you know, there's so many people vying for that same space on stage and mm-hmm. everything else. And and I really love that you see that and go, oh, this is great. You know, instead of, oh, look at all this competition. Yeah, and I think um, 
no matter what I'm, I'm a, I'm a true believer in everything happens for a reason. And, mm-hmm. um, my favorite artist, um, Ben Howard, he had this lyric that said, I will become what I deserve. And it, it's so relatable because the people who are putting hours, endless hours and creating for TikTok music, TikTok trends, they deserve to blow up. They deserve to have that spotlight. And me, who's just like writing music and, and hoping to get some a slot on the stage, I'm not putting in that effort into that portion of life, right? Right. And I'm putting in the effort for like the uh, different kind of way, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, hey, let's play music, write a song, and then hopefully get someone to go on stage. But it's also my my fault because I need to adapt to those times. I need to adapt to, yes. and that's why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on TikTok. I'm gonna try to do this and um, try to find a balance between both of them, you know. And and I think it's 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 like um, we never believed in cars that could drive themselves. Right, like 15 years ago, you'd be like, "You're out of your mind," and I still don't. But okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but I think it's about adapting, you know. And I think um, props to everybody, like all this talent out there. You guys are incredible. Mm. Just keep it up, and it's really, it's really inspiring to someone who's seen both sides of of, of the spectrum when it comes to music. I, you know, I I never thought I'd say this, James, and and uh, at some point I may have to call you, and I'm either going to. Uh, I'm either gonna say thank you, or I'm gonna have some choice words for you. But you're <laughs> gonna have to make me like get on TikTok and poke around, which I've never done. I think you should, man. And I, you know, I I was hesitant for a long time too, and I kept posting covers after covers after covers after covers, and I'd get like 50 views, and then one of them would randomly get like a few thousand views, and then I you have to get up to a thousand followers to go live. So that was my biggest mm-hmm. goal. It's like once I go to a thousand followers, I'm gonna start to go live. And just this last week, I've I've gained like two or three hundred followers. I've gained um, people streaming my music, sharing my music, people asking about like my songs coming out. When can I when I can see you play? And I was like, you know what? They were so right this whole time. And I need to stop being so hesitant to listening to change. Yeah. And um, yeah. so yeah, I, I'm glad I did. And I, I would I would encourage you to try it though. Oh man, I want to. I, I just want to. I want to put big parentheses quotes and put it in bold around what you said about not being hesitant to change yeah because you oh ah okay so look if you think about it i'm older than you by a lot um i hope to have great hair like that when i'm older too oh excellent thank you very much uh when i uh grew up the music business was a very in a way a very narrow thing there was one way in and one way up and, you know, and that was it, really. I mean, I assume that there were mid-level artists doing things, but you didn't ever know who they were or anything else. There was always a goal that what you had to do was you had to do exactly what you said. You had to go out and play. You had to go out and play a lot, hopefully get a lot of people to come see you. And at some point, get this magical, mystical thing called a record deal. And that if, if you did, if you worked that exactly right, you know, then you'd get to keep making records and you'd get a career. And that was how it worked. There, there was no other way that it worked. Yeah. And as I look now, there is no way that it works. It works so many different ways. And there's a new way that it works like every week, it seems like. Somebody has figured out some other way 
to get their get themselves out there and build an audience and do what they do. And and I don't think music is the only place this is happening. Right. It's just a really easy one for us to poke at on this call. Yeah. But uh, not being resistant to change, actually j- diving in, even if you don't know what it's all about. That could be the thing that, that changes it all for you. You know. Absolutely. I also That's think. Great. Um, I also think the meaning of success changed um, mm. over these last however long. Um, me, I don't want to be like a, like a world famous artist. I don't want to be like recognized in public or anything. That sounds like a pain in the ass, right? Doesn't it? I, I, my my version of success now in music is I want to have music that people know and can re- adapt to, and I could go to whichever city and play a show and feel confident mm-hmm. in fifty to hundred people showing up. That's my level of success, you know. Yeah, I and love it. Um, going back to what you said earlier, how how it's changed over time. There's um, there's two sides to this. Like I, there's the um, Ryan Tedder from One Republic, and he, I, I heard an interview, and d- don't quote me, but I, I think he said he like called like um, big record labels and would say he's on hold to speak to someone higher, and then they'd put him on hold. <laughs> hey, they, the call just got dropped. Can you please transfer me? I was just on hold waiting for this, and he worked his way up to like wow, the, the big person at at the record label, and then he'd pitch. And incredible. And, you know, back in the day, you'd show up to a record studio, record label, and drop your CD off, drop your CD off, and go and hope to get a call back. Yeah, and it'd go in the pile. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, it's changed. And um, then you have the Ben Howards, the Dermot Kennedys, the Andy Grammers, who blew up how? Off of busking on the streets. Right. And that, like, I get goosebumps when I think about that because that, to yeah. me, is... Um, that's 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 how I've known music is like show mm. get up and show people get up and show people push it push it push it be like almost annoying and how much you're pushing it um, and I watched some of these videos of like Ben Howard Dermot Kennedy I, I will those two have, have made a huge impact in my life and um, watching them busk at a younger age and build their way up to where they are now really is gratifying it's like it's it's unbelievable to see what they can do by just showing face yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Shaky Graves, my favorite artist by far, did a lot of that. Like, and he he had that unique style too. You have to really like um, stand out. I feel like uh, he had the suitcase with the drum kick in it. Yeah, the kick drum in it, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, would yeah. play the tambourine and the kick with his foot, with his feet, and then play the guitar and sing. Yeah. And like he kind of became known for that. And he was, uh, and now he's. Big time. It's um, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Like there's so many talented people in this world, man. Yeah, there are. I know. What would you say for someone like if if someone's listening that's not a musician per se, or or they haven't really leaned into that when it comes to like starting? Like what what would you say? What if you were to speak to yourself before you really got into like music? Where would you tell yourself to start? Um, knowing what I know now, I would say get online. Try, like, mm. if you don't play piano, try to learn guitar. If you don't learn guitar, try to find instrumentals that you can sing over. Do something. Um, mm. My biggest regret, truthfully, was just like, I was starting to play music right as soon as like YouTube was getting popular. 
And I have a feeling that if I put as much effort as I as I did in like 2016 into 2020, that I would have had a really good chance. And I regret not giving it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, I would tell myself, try, at least try, you know, like whatever it is. And don't be hesitant to try new things. And um, also, if you get good at something, remember that it took you a long time to get a good something. And mm-hmm. that like, again, because that, that ego slap when you get, when you come to LA is really awakening. And, um, you know, that sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. And there's people that come in here like, I am better than this person. And you, sometimes you need that confidence, right? Which is great. But, um, I think it just depends. It depends. Right. Well, you know, cliches are cliches cause mostly they're true. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that ego slap of going to L.A. or Nashville, Nashville. or New York or wherever. Uh, it, it's a real thing, and it happens to everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bill, um, I went on tour in 2016, and I played at the Tin Roof in Nashville on yeah. Demumbrian. Yeah. And I remember, I don't remember who I was talking to. It was another artist from Nashville. And, um, and I knew that the Tin Roof was like the spot to play at. And right. that I had to put on a good show. And they said, someone told, I don't remember who it was, but they're like, hey, once you're playing this show, make sure this is the best show on your tour. And I was like, well, that's scary. Why would you, why would you ever tell me that? <laughs> and yeah. they said, you're going to have some fans show up, but you're also going to have a lot of artists and musicians show up. Mm-hmm. And they're there not to have a great time, but to watch you play and... um and judge and really try to see where, where they are in comparison. Right. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Th- thanks for the pressure. Yeah. Thanks for the pressure. Yeah, and I don't know if, you know, if that's accurate or not, but I, I, th- that was a dream come true playing in Nashville. And oh, I think it's accurate. And I think it's one of the great things about being there. I remember uh, the first time I ever played at the bluebird, Oh, yeah. It was me and a couple other people who I knew. I didn't know them well, but we knew each other, you know, doing a songwriter round. Yeah. And the guy next to me and I, we kind of, we tried to one-up each other the whole night. Oh, yeah. You know, he would play something I'd, and I'd, uh, oh, you, you like that? Okay. <laughs> How about this? You know, and you could tell, like, he'd look at me before he played the next one, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was fun, like, in a, in a healthy way. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't uh, bad or anything. We weren't out to get each other, but right. we were spurring each other on. Uh, and and I think that's one of the cool things about it is you can go hear somebody who's just great, and it makes you go, "Man, I want to, I want to be that good. I want to do that. Yeah. Let me see if I can do that." Right? You know, of course. And I think that's the part where it's like you have to be open, like, and even it's like I think listening to and. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but maybe I, I guess, Bill, this is a good question for you. But like as a, as a musician, when someone's like, hey, check out my music, do you do you have the energy to do so? Do you have the energy to be like, it, uh, it, it yeah. depends. or is it just like, it, it depends. Is this going to be yeah. better than mine or is it am I going to waste my time? Like where? Because like, I want to know as an, as an artist when I when I that's ask that's a great that. question. And I think I think it's changed for me. Like in when I was in Nashville, it's like, uh the CD was part of your, somebody's handshake. Every time you meet somebody, they'd hand you a CD. And I remember when I was leaving, I had a pile 
like three feet high of CDs I hadn't even listened to. Yeah, yeah. Because in like meeting that person, there was something about, I had other ones that of course I did listen to, but the ones I didn't, it, I, I didn't have a reason to. Like the person, I just got it. I like, why'd you hand me that kind of thing? Right, yeah. Um, it wasn't like I had a connection with that person or we were talking about something and I thought, wow, I really want, want to hear this. There was no invitation around it. Do you think that uh, the ego gets in the way? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was busy. And, and quite honestly, a lot of times I would listen to stuff and be like, okay, why did I spend time doing that? And I'd go to the next one yeah. and go to the next one, uh, not really finding anything. So I just stopped. Right. And shame on me uh, for not making the time because who knows, there may have been something absolutely fantastic in there. Right. But... I think there's also something to be said for there are times where you, I know that for me being kind of an introvert, naturally, there's times where I have to protect myself a little bit, where I can't take in a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have to be in the, in the right frame. Yeah. So these days... I don't get the same kind of opportunities, really. You know, I mean, right. not everybody's handing me a CD. Um, but I'm much more interested in what is that person doing? Yeah, yeah. You know? Do you think that, and I've been having this conversation with Manuel, the guy we were talking about earlier. Yeah. When, like, I think he was over last weekend, and I'm like, well, he's he's releasing an album today. Actually, holy cow, today's the day of the album release. I'm gonna go uh, shout him out. Everyone, go check check out Manuel the band. Listen to his new album just came out. Um, I asked him, I was like, dude, when like when do we stop trying to make it? And like, is that like a uh, is that when wow. do you realize like? Hey, stop! And then we've just become <laughs> part of this the statistic, the statistic of yeah. Uh, he tried music. It was whatever. Oh yeah, he wanted to be a musician. It's whatever. Is that is that you know is that what I have to come to a realization to, or is it like, hey, this last year, I was older than I was four years ago when I thought I was peaking in music, and I've had a better year this last year than I've ever had. I sold out yeah. two shows. I'm playing at a, a huge place this this coming month. Um, I've got more streams than I ever have. TikTok's doing me a favor right right now. Hopefully, you never know. Um, is this when I really need to pick it up, or is this when I'm like maybe I should release a single every year instead of every three months? You know, um, and that's the conversation I was having with him, and he was like, you know what? I think there's always a place for music, and um, I really loved his answer because if you and we, this goes back to being like, what's success in music? What is it? And yeah, I think. Um, if if you if you stick to the same mission of my mission is like just getting my music heard by the people that need to hear it then then you don't stop and i think there's yeah. there's room for that everywhere you go yeah it's funny you said a second ago when do you stop and the only thing that came into my head was never, never. why would you do that right and i think the 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 reason i asked that is cuz i think i had this pre premeditative caution of like this is what success is this is like once mm. once you do this this is what success mm. is once you get verified on instagram and have a million monthly listeners you're successful that's I not see. the case that's not the no case. and 
and you know, it's interesting. For me, for me at least, this. for me. Well, I think this is valid for everybody and not just in music, in any business and in any endeavor. The, the version of success that you come in with changes over time. It changes. And we have to be open I mean, to that I'm, change. I'm 55 years old. I've been playing music professionally for 40 years. I have a very different idea of success yeah. now than I did yeah. when I was 15 and, and when I was 25 and when I was 35. And even my pre-pandemic version of it is different than it is now. Tell you the truth, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is it now? You know, um, before the pandemic kind of shut everything down, I had kind of hit a particular level of success that I was very comfortable with. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, what is it next? What's the next version? Yeah. And I think you have to have that flexibility of going, well, let's redefine it. What is it now? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think, I, and, that, and you have to be okay to change, right? Like you have to be okay to understand yeah. that this is what it is. And, you know, going back to that topic of like, when do you stop? It's like, Manuel and I, when we play, we bring a certain crowd that comes every time and they're, excuse my French, but fucking awesome. They love to party. They love to get down and listen to us jam and solo and go crazy on stage. Um, But at what point do you like, you keep telling them, hey, we have another show. You want to come out again? Hey, do you want to come support again? You want to come support again? So now I'm like, I'm spacing out my shows. I'm spacing out like big shows. I'm playing big shows every like three to four months. And I'll play like little Mm -hmm. songwriters rounds, little corner places to play at, um, coffee shops, and then a big show where I really push heavy on tickets. I push heavy on the sales. Um, My goal is is to hopefully go back on tour this summer and like do a, a run in Texas and like all the southwest and and really go all across and you know uh, looking back in 2016 when i went on, on that first tour it was like the most fun i've ever had i played on a big stage in springfield illinois for a huge festival and there was a shit ton of people there on that same tour i played a record store with just the owner there <laughs> yeah and i had the time of my life Absolutely, you know, and I, that yeah. this is a, that's it goes back to that whole TikTok thing. I want, I want, I want these the, the people on TikTok, and maybe they don't want to do that, and that's totally fine. But like, I want people to experience that, like the experience. Yeah, sure, thousands of people listening to their music live, and no one listening to the music live because I feel like that helps build you as an artist. It helps build you as a musician, and it really checks you all across the way. And and you have a good point in that some of those people are never going to do that. That's not what they do, and that's totally okay. I'm, that's okay. That's totally yeah. okay because that's yeah. their version of music. That's their version of success, right? You know, and yeah. we have to be okay with that. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. Damn. Um, I love it, James. You have Sophia coming out. Yeah. When it, when does mm-hmm. that come out? Officially? Next Thursday. Super hype. Hey, cool. so it'll be, hey, actually, um, it'll be since that's coming out, I'll take this part out, but can we put it in the episode? Yeah, absolutely. Or at least part thereof, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Okay, great. So we'll do that and we'll make sure we link to it in the show notes. And all yeah, that. I'd love that. Um, <clears throat> cool. See, Miles, you want to ask that a different way. <laughs> yeah. Were you, were you heading up to like, what are you doing? What's next? Where do they find you? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, What's next for you, James? What um, I know you have a live show coming up that I'm really excited for. Um, 
what's next like let's let's talk about this year and then beyond if you want to what's next for you um i think i'm gonna keep releasing music i think i'm gonna take tiktok to another level i got a ring light so i'm a whole new person now um <laughs> i uh and you look great <laughs> thank you and um Honestly, you guys were pretty inspiring. I'm not going to lie. This is, uh, I think I needed to have this call because um, talking about it and not just thinking about it really makes a difference. Mm. And yeah. um, kind of like you guys kind of like inspired me to like even maybe even start out on my own podcast. And this is truly remarkable. So I, I want to give you guys a big thank you. But um, I um, want to continue releasing music, continue playing shows, hopefully uh, go on tour soon. Um, but connect and, and be okay with change in, in the way that music is changing and um, keep spreading the good word, you know, and, and hoping that people relate to whatever I'm saying. Because I know um, I, I released a song, my previous single, Scott's Trail, which did not do well at all. It kind of hit the tanks. Like it was just not like I thought it was going to do great, but it, 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 it did not do well. Um, why? I don't know. I think there's some people that really loved it. There's some people that want to add to the playlist. There's, um, that song was actually the first, you know, it has like less than a thousand streams and like, like another song that I didn't think would do well has like 30,000 plus streams on, on a certain network. And, but that song, Scott's Trail was the first song that got picked up by a sync, uh, sync label. So they, they were they're They're like, Hey, we love this song. We want to pitch it to like Netflix. We want to pitch it to all these different places. Um, and maybe that's what success looks like for some, for some, mm. you know. Um, but I want to be just more open, you know. I want to just keep continuing because I know, I, I know Scott's Trail for sure and like Colors and different songs all across. That story that I'm trying to portray in, in Scott's Trail, I know that someone has for sure went through that. And I mm. know if they sit and listen to the music – and the lyrics that they can connect a story that they had very similar to. And that's, that's the part that I really want to do better at is like, I want people to, to take the time to sit and be like, what is, what is this? What, what, what is he trying to say? Because I think I have a very similar story. And where's the, the place you most want to send people when they listen to this? Where should they go to find you? I think Spotify, Spotify, Instagram. It's just James Grebe. And, um, awesome. I think and of TikTok. course, TikTok when you have <laughs> ring light going. TikTok is, yeah, yeah it's popping. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man, James, I can't thank you enough. This has just been a joy. Yeah, seriously. Thank you, guys. Seriously, you guys are both very inspiring. And uh, it's it's my honor to be on here. And hopefully I get to play for you both someday. Miles, I, I know you. I'll see you at the St. Patrick's Day show. I might paint my fingernails green or something that day. Hey, I'll do that with you. That sounds <laughs> yeah. fun. <laughs> Cold hearted thing to do When all I ever wanted was you no, 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 no. If I left Would you let me in? Lend me your hand Take Take me home Take me home Take me home Take me home Take me home
Hey, thanks for listening today. We'd really appreciate it if you could just take a sec and follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. That would help us out tremendously. And of course, if you ever want more information about upcoming episodes or past episodes or anything else about the show, you can go to subtleartofnotyelling.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.